you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. First of all, I've never asked you this before. Do you lift? Yeah, I lift. Do you? They, they make me lift. It makes uh, sense. I don't want to usually because lifting hurts and you get tired. I, I did it like a few times and I was like, uh, you know, like hurts. Well, you're strong enough, so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Oh my yes, there you hear his voice. One of our very favorites over the last decade who we've gotten to cross paths with. In fact, I enjoyed a meal of sushi in the... uh, in the northern suburbs of Chicagoland. I'm speaking, of course, about the newly retired Kyle Long. What's happening, fella? How are you? And you know what? I wrote you a handwritten letter after that that dinner, and and I never heard back from you, so I got ghosted. I'm glad we can have some You didn't write any (laughs) handwritten who you did write. You did write a letter to the White Sox. That's right. We did take the time because I'm a man of justice, and I thought it it must have been uncomfortable for the Chicago White Sox, a professional sports franchise after all, um, that they drafted Kyle Long to be their left-handed reliever, and he rejected them. But not only did he do that, he then signed with the Chicago Bears. So they had to watch him a couple miles north of where they play ball at Comiskey for the next several years. They have to watch Kyle Long doing his thing while you turned your nose up at them. So I required that you write an apology note to them. And it, you did. It was, and it, was gro- right. it was the grown up thing to do. And, you, you. and it was the right channel to go through. And, and quite possibly, I couldn't have done it any classier in the handwritten fact. So mature by you. Yeah. Better than a text or, uh, you know, an email. We wanted to do it the right way. It was classy. Um, and uh, anyhow, I've enjoyed uh, watching you toil out there. You know, my favorite thing. Oh, by the way, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all is well wherever you are here in 66. We're, uh, we're excited to have Kyle along. I think my favorite moment, because <clears throat> let me not jive you here, Kyle. I don't, uh, I don't spend a great deal of time breaking down the film on the interior of the line. My favorite thing was when you got hurt. 
I think it was in Tampa. And you, like a man, when you put the thumb up as they were taking you off the field and you were rah-rahing your teammates and everything, I thought that kind of defined you. Well, it's one of those things in football where unless you've been there with the guys and you're in 100-degree heat in Tampa and you're trying to score and you're down there within the five-yard line and all these emotions are building up, and the next thing you know, you're on the ground and you know that your ankle is destroyed. Mm. All you can do is try to channel the energy that you would put forth in the goal line situation and uh, scream it at your teammates, positive affirmations. And uh, I remember saying, we're going to score. And I was talking smack to all the DBs as they were carting me out. I was like, we're going to kick your ass. And they said, no, you're not. You're out now. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I loved it because there was something that came through the TV that it was different than because you've seen that move by some guys getting carted off the field where they try to be positive or whatever. But it was striking the way you did it. And um, but the other side of that is so you were there for the teammates and everything else. But you don't want the 2020 Bears to be too good now. Right. Because now. (laughs) Because you seem like a very loyal kind of fella to me. Like you're very team-oriented guy. The thing about being raised in our family is you find that when you circle the wagons and you sit down at dinner, you look across, you look around the table. That's the, These are the people that are willing to jump in front of a car for you. Mm. And when I got to the Bears, it wasn't overnight, but I got introduced to the right people. They treated me well. I played well enough to where they treated me as family. And over the years, our relationship has really grown organically with myself in the city to one of family. And I don't see myself wearing another jersey. They did right by me upstairs in the management and the payroll office. And I feel like I did right by them as long as I could until I couldn't. And when it got to that point, I can put my pride aside and say, I'm done here and I'm looking forward to watching you guys. Okay, but uh, fine. Let good. Maybe they go 10 and 6 and they get to the playoffs and you can feel some some pleasure for your pals. But you don't want them to like win the Super Bowl the year after you leave. You'd be like, "Hey, not cool, guys. That hurts my feelings." I think it would be really special for the city of Chicago given everything that's going on outside of the NFL there with the Bulls struggling, the mm. Cubs being in the World Series window, but not quite getting it done right now with their contracts. And I feel like the White Sox are an up-and-coming organization. The Blackhawks, we saw tremendous, tremendous success early in my career with mm-hmm. the Blackhawks. We watched them do the parade multiple times. Uh, Chicago needs it, and the NFL needs Chicago to be good. And I feel like if they do a good job bringing in the right people to strengthen their already talented roster, they will have success. But it would sting. To not be able to go to the Super Bowl. But I would get invited to every friggin' party by these guys. And I would be sitting there with the Lombardi Trophy, too. Okay, that's fair. See, now now you figured it all out there. Because they're family. That's that's right. You paid your dues, and that's the make good for you. It's letting you show up at all the shindigs and everything. Yeah, I'll probably get kicked out of them, too. Because if I'm partying after a Super Bowl win in Chicago, it might get a little (laughs) rowdy. Now, and unlike as we we speak from L.A. here, this is more of a Lakers town. And that's one of the anomalous sports towns because most are NFL towns first. And Chicago is definitely that. People love the Cubs getting over. The Michael Jordan years were great, but it is a Bears town through and through. There's I don't think the, the citizenry there would like seeing anything more than seeing the Bears win the Lombardi. Yeah, it's a football town. Uh, it's, it's a blue collar city. And it's one that was raised watching some of the greatest football players in history. Some of the toughest men to ever come through the NFL went through Hallis Hall and went did it so did so in a navy and orange. So you have that appreciation for it. And to see the, the success elsewhere in Chicago and athletics 
drives and lights the fire under the feet of the people upstairs and the guys on the field for the Bears. Well, like I say, you have uh, when I met you, like I say, we went out for sushi. Um, I don't what town were we in again? We're in Lake Lake, Forest. Lake 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 Forest. Sushi Kushi. And my sister and her at then the two very little girls, they were like three tables behind us. And they were at the big kids table and we were at the You were very nice table. to them, which was uh you, you didn't have to be, and I appreciated how nice you were to those two little girls. They loved meeting you and taking pictures with you and all that kind of stuff. Um but uh you, I remember that you um you also like I was kidding around about Jay Cutler or whatever, and and you pretty seriously were like, Jay's a good dude. Like you know, he's a funny guy, he's a cool guy, he's the guy I watch Game of Thrones with. He's you know, I bring over a chicken and a pizza, which I thought was weird, if I remember correctly. That was the thing, right? Yeah, well, I think you brought a whole rotisserie chicken and a pizza. Too much. The the biggest thing that fans lose sight of is that while we are all teammates and while we all have a common goal that we're trying to achieve, friendship is something that's very rare in the NFL. And and it's an unloyal business. And somebody that was always loyal to me and always had my best interest at heart was Jay Cutler. So I will be the first to stand on the table for him. Is he as agreeable as everybody else in the league? No. But I think you're getting a glimpse as to who Jay Cutler is now with the advent of mm-hmm. Kristen's television show. And if you know Jay and Kristen, she runs the house. And she says, I need your talent and I need you to show up and work. And Jay's done it and he's represented himself in a real way. What you see on that TV show is Jay Cutler. Deadpan, kind of above it all. Hilarious. A bit. Yeah, aloof, really funny. Yes. Smart. That's right. Yeah, that comes across. Who would you say you've had to spend more time defending for football exploits or otherwise, Jay Cutler or Mitchell Trubisky? Jay Cutler. Really? Because a lot of the issues that people take with Jay Cutler are off the field issues. Obviously, every quarterback throws interceptions, and Jay and Mitch are both no strangers to that. But I will say a lot of the stuff people had issues with were Jay's dealings with the media, Jay's attitude, and they couldn't be more off base about his intentions. But I think Mitch's deal now is, is he able to show up and be the quarterback that wins in Chicago, and is he the guy that's going to get them to the Super Bowl? How much, I mean, I, you know, I've passed through Chicago a few times. Like I say, I have family up there and it really does seem like the obsession. And I guess it's well-deserved too, because you watched Patrick Mahomes a couple few weeks ago win the Super Bowl, although that was more of a reach at the time. It was not like everybody in the NFL was like, Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to be a Hall of Fame level guy. Deshaun Watson felt like the more guaranteed. I remember sitting at that draft and thinking, Two QBs ahead of Deshaun Watson when who Urban just beat Meyer Bama? said this is the Michael Jordan of the NFL prior to him being drafted, we all said guys don't throw that out very often. There must be some validity to the statement. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. looking at Mahomes going to Kansas City, and you compa- the comparison's going to be nonstop, Mitch. So get used to it. I agree. Yeah, there's nothing you're going to be able to do. It, would it be better for him? The best thing you can do is go carve out your own identity and have fans have a real organic appreciation for you. And knowing that you were drafted before him, get some people on your side, win some people over. And I think he can. And when him and Nagy can kind of have that 
come to Jesus and figure out what our strengths and what your strengths are and how we can bring them together, that's when you'll see the offense flourish. And in turn, it'll mm. allow that defense to be as dominant as we saw two years ago. And do you, I mean, is that something that you did? Did you ever go to uh, Mitchell's locker or vice versa and be like, listen, man, let's, let's, uh, let's kibitz about what's going on here. Cause this is going to, there's no hiding from it. That was the story mid season was that he, is that true that in the facility that all TVs couldn't be tuned in to negative media and all that there, kind of there's stuff? There's a lot of stuff that goes on throughout the course of a year, especially when you're not winning. That was one of them. Hmm. Um, and I can speak to the fact that there is an effect when you're sitting there eating your sausage and, and eggs uh, at six in the morning and they're just bad mouthing you. Nobody wants to hear that. I can't imagine. Nobody I would wants crumble to hear that. from that. So when people question that decision, I'd say it's a leadership decision on his part. Hey, guys, we do not need to hear this bad noise. What we need to do is figure out a plan and formulate a winning formula and come out and go win games and stop listening to the outside. People always say circle the wagons, block out the noise, but the real guys are the ones who block out the noise by creating good noise. And you're saying Mitchell should be the guy to spearhead this. And I, and I think he has. I mean, he's a, oh, really? he's a leader in that locker room. There's no doubt about it. Mm. The guys in the locker room have faith in him. But if you can't protect him and you can't run the ball, then what do you expect him to do? By the way, I don't want to get too much in the nitty gritty. I like to hear about Kyle Long, uh, the human being. But we're talking, you know, 2019 Bears that a lot of people had high hopes for. Um, so you don't so you don't imagine in this offseason that they try to get uh, Nick Foles doesn't make sense really contractually. But is there somebody who maybe you think they they try to create competition at minimum with a, a you know, a legit name. I don't know necessarily in the draft, but what, what, what one way or the other do they, you know, I have no insider in perspective there. The only thing I can speak to is my experience in Chicago. And I've seen Mitch win. I've seen Nagy do a great job calling plays. I've seen the running game work and I've seen the defense be complimentary. Why can't we repeat that? So we need to find out the bears need to find out what it is they need to do, who it is they need to obtain through the draft or free agency to solidify the offensive line, get a power running back to complement Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery and be able to play real hard-nosed football and give Mitch opportunities to throw the ball downfield off of play action. Did you say to Nagy or anyone else, like, what are we doing? We should be running the ball more. I, I mean, I probably said run the damn ball more than anybody in the building, but you can't do it when you don't have the guys to block and myself. When I'm healthy, I can block. But when I'm not healthy, I'm a liability. And that's what I was last year. You, What you probably wouldn't be able to handle because you're more on the interior is Damashek's swim move. Oof. I, I showed it to your brother a number of years like ago. Like Spitz. And uh, did he win two Super Bowls after I showed Using it to him? Using that move. I don't know. You you reach your own conclusion. And you I'm taught not Reggie you. White the hump move as well, didn't you? Now now you're being silly. <laughs> He's much old. He was much older than I was at the time. You were just a young man. Come on. Come on. Let, don't don't turn everything into a joke, <laughs> Kyle. Thank you. Um, hey, are you now going? Because I talked to Chris about this uh, two three weeks ago. Now I ask you. He is surprisingly felt, and he's one of the, those bad human beings who's like, "Oh yeah, for me, I have a hard time keeping the weight on." Which I don't like people like that. You know. Uh, you know are you going to get fat now? Well, luckily, I went from three fat, 352 pounds to around 280 in the last six months. And it has been awesome getting back to the high school weight that I was. Obviously, I don't have any hair anymore. I'm bald. But now I lose the tire. I wasn't going to say anything. Now I lose the tire that was around my stomach. And uh, things are looking up. So you, so you actually are one of those guys, too, who's trying to keep weight on? 
Well, it's not necessarily a try to keep weight on us. Let's just not mess this up because luckily my genetics are such to where I can wake up and if I hydrate and drink water and I don't behave like an idiot, then everything will be okay. Mm. So what do, how have you found yourself filling your days? By the way, uh, I'm not just saying this because you're seated, you know, two feet from me. You really, I, when I talked to you two, you know, five years ago, it was pretty clear certain guys are, yeah, they, you're predisposed. If you choose to talk about sports for a living, you will get that opportunity because you're good at doing it. Um, and I've noticed you doing a fair amount of it in the last two weeks. Is that the goal now is to try and make this uh, make your way? Now that we have more time to explore other options and professions, I want to get my feet wet in as many ponds as I can to figure out what's going to be the starting point for my forever home. Uh, clearly, you can't play football forever. Listen to that language. That's such lofty language. You're forever home. Clearly, you can't play football forever, and I need to find a place that I can be loyal to uh, as I was in Chicago and before then as I was at my dinner table. Well, I mean, I'm going to throw this at you, and we've already had a big-name signing. Um, we're talking – we're in the initial stages of a remake of Broken Arrow. <laughs> And I can assure you, I, I won't be uh, kicked off any trains like my dad was in that movie. Well, already I'm not letting Christian Slater kick my ass. It's so funny that that see, talk about the loyalty and who's going to jump in front of a car. Now we go to the 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 mode of transportation that is the train. <laughs> and that also bothers your brother yeah. that Christian Slater. It's Hollywood. Did it. But it, that obviously bothered you emotionally and your brother. It's did you have some tough times for I like the next year or two? I, I like, had, are you not that tough? I issues about that. I said, you know, because I saw Christian Slater and he wasn't that big of a dude. No, he's not. And dad, I, you look like Duke Nukem. Mm -hmm. Explain to me why you're getting your butt kicked and literally kicked off of a bridge. Did he have a plausible explanation? Hollywood. I don't know. It's pretty. Uh, I think it was like, do you fishy. like your new baseball cleats? <laughs> Well, what about that? We get you in the Travolta wig, and you play the heavy. Deacons. Deke. I'm down. As long as I get to drive the Hummer, I think I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, we got to find a role for your old man. But I'll I be think, the desert Uber driver. I think that that then means, am I right, Eddie Spaghetti, that he is then, uh, that Kyle will be Travolta, and didn't Chris say he wants to be the Christian oh, Slater wow. role? Yeah, I think you definitely said that. Yeah, you're right about that. All right. Yeah. And then I'm the woman, I guess. Yeah. The redhead woman in the movie the police officer that's right that's right um so um i don't want to you know i don't want to poke at you a little bit um but uh, what happened in 2015 you had uh, you had four holding penalties <sighs> four false starts and only 26 i mean that was an especially tough year for you with the yellow flags did something happen that we don't know about with the referees that they had it out for Kyle Long? I'd be interested to see if we had a quarterback change there it could have been the year that Jimmy Clausen was in for an injured Jay Cutler mm. but you know I can't make excuses well I mean see you 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 false start means I was just ready to go I I understand but you but it's interesting that you just said I can't make excuses but then you After preceded that with just like was that Jimmy Clausen because it sounded to me there, like there are there a lot of differences in cadence, I will say, from going from Jay Cutler to mm -hmm. Jimmy Clausen. Uh, also, I just am an idiot, so I'm going to false start. I rarely know the play. I usually just ask the guy next to me, who do I got? <laughs> um, let, all right, let's do the, uh, the, you know, this is the kind of stuff that people talk about um, as, uh, as you kind of uh, look in the rearview mirror pro football. Aaron Donald, is he, in fact, was that, does, is it, 
noticeably different that that's the best guy that you've had to go up against? I'll be 100% honest. I never had an opportunity to play against Aaron Donald when I was playing guard. Oh, really? I played against Aaron Donald when I played tackle. So I had to use technique and combinations, double teams against Aaron Donald. And from everything I've seen on film and from everything I've heard from guys who have played him, Aaron Donald is the best player. Were you out there, though, in that game when you guys housed the Rams that made it like, nah, maybe the Rams ain't that good? When that, when you get them out in the cold and play rugged like that? I was out that game. Oh, you weren't out there for that one. Hmm. Yeah, I was, I was getting ready to do a fusion in my neck. Uh, so I think I was watching in the suite. I think it was a Monday night game, and we ran the ball well, and we stopped their run, and we forced Jared Goff to beat us down the field, and he couldn't. Who else then will you, as you, you know, in the decades upcoming, who will you be like, that guy was the was the toughest I faced? Well, I feel like when I have kids and they start to ask me who the guys were that, you know, you, you sat in bed, you you stayed up late thinking about, and it's Aaron Donald being one of them, if, if I have to prepare for that. Geno Atkins is one of the best players I've ever played against. Uh, I can speak to edge rushers and interior guys because I've played both. Akeem Hicks from Chicago mm. is a literal bear, and he's an angry one. He's not mm. a, he's not Yogi. Um, he's 350, 6'6", and wants to rip your face off. Um, but there are guys like that all over the league, and some guys we may not know their names now will be breakout players next year. Okay. 60 minutes of action. You're, uh, you have to play tackle in this one. Across from you, Number 91 or 56, whatever team he's on, Chris Long. Does Chris Long get a sack? Does he get a half a sack? Does he get multiple sacks? Does Kyle Long get any of those vexing holding and or false start penalties, even if it's not Jimmy Clausen? I think Chris was one of the most successful pests in the NFL for a very long time. He Mm. works so hard, but what people fail to realize is how athletic he is. Um, if we were to play against each other, he would probably have me kicked out of the game by the second quarter because he could just get <laughs> under my skin. And he would beat the back With words, you mean? About a dozen times. What would he say that would get under your skin that would bother He's you? He's got so? the big brother thing going. I don't know exactly what it would be, but he would find a way to pick away at me. And I've always been the one that lets my emotions get the best of me. I'm going to treat you the way Christian Slater treated dad. Exactly like that. And it's like ridiculous things come out of his mouth. And you're like, he can't be serious. But then it keeps coming. And I'm like, Chris, just shut up. Leave me alone. That's why I think I'd be kicked out by the third quarter. Um, So, and you also, you know, this would be awesome. You talking about football is awesome. But Brad Doherty has uh, laid the template down. He talks about motorsports. And he was, you know, he's a seven-foot-tall Cleveland Cavalier. That seems to be one of your past. Well, also, you're the first person I talked to, and you gave me a bunch of tips that I use to this day with my kids with uh, PlayStation. You're 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 like a legit voice in video gaming and Twitch, and you have uh, you have hundreds of thousands of followers who uh, who listen to your words on these things. Well, when I first got hurt, as we were talking about earlier in Tampa Bay, I knew in my heart of hearts that I'd never be the same player again. And I, mm. and I thought to myself, I better get working on what the next step is. And one thing I could supplement my NFL career was, with was content creation, and the medium has been Twitch which is a live streaming platform. I can play games, I can race cars, and you guys can watch and you can chat, interact with me. Uh, I think Brad Doherty has been an exceptional 
ambassador for NASCAR, and it opens the doors for guys in other venues to be able to get into the motorsports world. I've never driven a race car. I've never been in an oval track, but I can speak to a lot of the things that the drivers are experiencing pre-race from a nerve standpoint. I know how much work goes into being a professional athlete, which these guys are, and I understand the, the stresses, and also the marketing side of it is huge, as you know. So if I want to get into NASCAR, I'd be really appreciative if I had the opportunity, but it's something I am passionate about, and I can find a way to tie in gaming with that. We have an eSports NASCAR team as well, so there's a lot of crossover. Dale Jr. is a part of the league as well. Hmm. TJ Majors, who's a spotter for Joey Logano. There's crossover now in the digital realm because it's less expensive and there's less, it mitigates the risk of going out to a real track. Uh, so guys are doing this in iRacing. That's the simulation that a lot of these NASCAR drivers are using. It's funny because you got, I remember like a year or two ago, you got semi cross with me on the social media because I cracked wise about NASCAR. All I said was, though, just for the record, I would have to see uh, receipts on this. I remember, was Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, if you would be so kind. If I recall correctly, I said something about remember um, 10 or 20 years ago when it was announced by everybody that NASCAR was about to be the fifth major sport. And that's silly. That wasn't that silly. Something like that. Because it was, because it isn't now that's, I wasn't, it wasn't denigrating the sport. It was just saying it. I remember being skeptical in the, at that time, the same thing is like, Oh, soccer. My whole life. When I was a little kid, it was like soccer's about to be the, you know, it's going to get up the there next football thing. and baseball. It's like, is it? Because like I don't lacrosse, know. Lacrosse growing up where I was, everybody was That's right. I was like, I'll I stick to baseball. That's right. right, right I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's gonna, NASCAR is going to get that there, big. There is validity in your opinion there, and I understand that it's not for everybody. I'm not sure. down on it. I don't know, I don't know like much about it. folks who like UFC, I would rather not watch two guys beat the hell out of each other. That's not what I want to do on a Saturday night. It's because of the bare feet. That's what But I like sense. cars. I like competition, and I like great paint jobs, screaming engines, mm -hmm. and it's about as American as you can get is this NASCAR stuff, and I'm all about it. Uh, three things that are impacting society quickly before we wrap up here. One, what do you think about bare feet on an airplane? Bare feet on an airplane. The only way I would go barefoot on an airplane is if you recline your seat so far back but I don't want to shove your seat. I might throw the old barefoot on your window on your armrest. I've never considered it because I'm I, I'm disgusted by the notion of it. But I've never considered it as a punitive kind of thing. Like, now, hey, if I have flip flops that. on, no, I still I'm don't take them off, please. Okay, don't take them off. Don't take them off. See, I don't, if, your stinking feet have no business being but out that's and why about. You ask these questions. You're right. You're entitled to your opinion. You can also be wrong. You Absolutely. know, I'm I'm entitled to tell you you're incorrect about that um the other one is as a uh, as a baseball guy a uh, i mean really by I, i've talked to people about it they you 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 were for real like a major league a guy who whose ceiling was you know spending time out in the bullpen and coming in and at least facing the lefties that was like a, that was kind of the low end of what the expectation was for you if you decided to play MLB right yeah and you never know I mean obviously kids all over the world play baseball whereas for the most part football is an American sport but wouldn't that be I I've always said to me if I could pick any job in uh as an athlete I would be I think either a platoon outfielder because I wouldn't want to play whole uh, every game 160 a lot of games. games yeah like give me 80 games like you know i'll play half the games i'd want to be bubba watson 
Yeah. Oh, that's see, the golf would be to me the the maybe even better though. Getting to sit out in the dugout. I mean, out in the bullpen. Like if, at Wrigley, you just sit right there. Like you, you could conceivably say, like, here's ten bucks if you get me a beer to the guy in the front. And row I'm and sure it happens. I'm sure I'm it does. Sure it yeah. Does I remember talking to Shooter Beck and all those guys when they were with the Cubs. Yeah, you sit right there. I think that's the most desirable to be in the bullpen. Do you miss that? And out? I think it fits my vibe. Yeah, because a lot of football guys are super like aggressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm as big and scary and ugly looking as I am. I'm pretty laid back and I'm a pretty nice guy. And I feel like all the Major League Baseball guys, they love the game like the old 90s NBA ads. I love this game. Mm-hmm. They love baseball. And you've seen in the last week or two with the Astros fallout, the reaction of the baseball purists, the Mike Trouts of the world coming out who never speak on anything except for the weather and the game. And they're speaking about the integrity of the game. But baseball is awesome. And there's really nothing like it. Imagine. But you go, do you do both? Are you agnostic Cubs and White Sox when you go to a ball game in Chicago? Well, I tell people the White Sox drafted me in the 24th and the Cubs had 23 rounds to prove, you know, prove to me that they cared. So really, I, you know, I'm not really, I'm with the Bears. That's the attitude I like, though. See, see? that's me. I would hold, I, I do hold the grudge for the rest of my life. Yeah, I can't put it, I can't put it aside. Good. I like that very much. Spaghetti, you want to bring it on home here? Did you find that tweet? I did find the tweet. Oh, good. Let's see what it said here. So, yeah, last February you tweeted, (laughs) uh, remember when we were repeatedly told about a decade ago NASCAR was a major sport? That was dumb. And then what happened was uh, another person... (laughs) Someone that was dumb. That was like that was dumb. The idea that it was going to be that popular. Okay. Okay. What was that's all? It wasn't about the game, the sport itself. So someone uh, named Mark uh, replied and said, "As a wise person often says, to what end with the NASCAR hate? Uh, It is what it is. Really solid uh, core fan base and much better in person." And then you said, "Hate? I have no opinion of the sport." And then Kyle came in and slammed you with, "You just gave your opinion, Dave." And then you gave you gave a response. uh, Yes, that opinion is the marketing departments of NASCAR and its network partners were overreaching and trying to sell the brand. I continue to hold no opinion of stock car racing as a sport. You know what? I appreciate you know what? I appreciate your conviction. Two men, you know? Because it's a conversation. That's and I was speaking to somebody earlier and it's all about communication, man. We could have disagreements as long as we talk about it cuz I'm a I'm a true believer in the fact that NASCAR is on its way up with the digital realm and the training of these young drivers. We're going to see the next Dale Earnhardt's come up. And they're going to win over the fan base. But at, at its point right now, there's a kind of they're in limbo and they need to figure out how they're going to get more people to the races, how they're going to get more eyeballs on the sport. Just like the NFL. They, well, can't, that, they can't get enough people. There's an opportunity now because I really do think baseball, I, I, I think they're deluding themselves into thinking like, Ah, this will blow over. I think this is it's going to have a stink on it. And you, your point about Trout and just about anybody else who wasn't on the Astros that is not happy about the handling of this. I think it's there is an opportunity for the other sports to kind of fill that vacuum. I wonder if NASCAR is uh, about to do it. I could go on and on. I feel like we didn't even start the conversation yet because I want to get to the real conversation with Kyle Long. But we'll have to push that to another day. For now, 75, muzzle tub. I'm glad you got out while uh, well, well, I am. while still pretty healthy and everything. we got to have another sushi. What about that? you got to teach me some more Yiddish. we got to go get some sushi. i got to catch up with the fam now that they're all grown up. I feel like it's a reunion tour. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure they would, they'd would. they love that. You know what? In fact, uh, I'll give you their address. You can just stop by unannounced. Well, I think I'm busy this week. 
That'd be great. Thanks for having me. Kyle Long starts making house calls for me. There he is, everybody. Watch him on Total Access. You're on pretty much for the for the next couple few days on Total yeah, Access. Yeah, next three days I'll be with Total Access. Oh, and I uh, already got a little sneak preview. Um, Kyle Long and D'Angelo Hall chopping things up and sounding uh, grand. I suspect this will be a gangbusters little stretch here for Total Access, so make sure you're tuning in there uh, for that. And, uh, and listen, hope you'll uh, – be making another visit out here sometime very soon. Love that. I like the weather. All right. Well, and then also go to my sister's house. For some sushi. That sounds creepy out of context, but. We're getting sushi. It will go for, yeah, we're going to all go for sushi. All right. There he goes, everybody. Kyle Long. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave Damashek. You're listening to Dave What did you think, Spaghetti? Do you like him? I, I love uh, both Long Brothers. He, the one thing. Who I do you like I, better? You can only choose one. Oh, can't say I like. Uh, they both have good things to say. Kyle, Kyle's the in the building right now, and I saw the size of him. So I'm gonna just for my safety, I'm gonna say Kyle Long. So you think Kyle could beat Chris up? Kyle is humongous. Yeah, absolutely humongous. Okay, even post like playing career he's humongous mm -hmm. um but the one thing i did notice and, and i loved about him is he was like yeah i'm a laid back you know kind of easy breezy guy but when he spoke like he was like leaning in and it seemed so ultra intense and like like his like head he was like lowering it and like his like brow was kind of like you know looking at you like he was like angry at something which i found like to be absolutely hilarious like he just he he may not think he's intense, but he just exudes intensity somehow. It's funny that you say that. Yes. I would love to go on and on for another hour with him because yes, that uh, he's one of those guys who strikes me as uh, like, um, if you're on the team, that's well, that's, I guess we did right. kind of get into that a little bit, but yes, you know what else I noticed about him? Tremendous manners, at least to the ex good firm handshake. Yes. And, Makes eye contact. Yeah, which I which which throws me a little bit. Yeah, he was staring at the entire time, sat with his hands folded, like he's a very well mannered uh, guy. But he says he has a bad temper, so it's like he says one thing and he acts a different way. Um, I also was going through his Twitter feed. Do you admire me though? For if for he has that temper, <laughs> I you sat her two feet away from. Him. I, no, no, no. You saw on Twitter. It's like you just shared your. Opinion. Oh, going. That was, yeah, that was meant. That was meant to chill me. But I, 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 I. I did not uh, I did not back down. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of hatred involved. You guys are. Did your esteem buddies. for me as a man now escalate? That was impressive. To Thank just, you. Yeah, to do that. I mean, via, digitally you did it, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I mean, yeah, right. If well, it was in person, it's one different thing. But like I said, after seeing the size of him, I would just be like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, Kyle. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I deal with it. But like in his Twitter feed, I was going through it in show prep and like he's tweeted, he tweeted about like 50 different topics over the course of like a day. And it's like, it seems like he's just like into everything. Like there's not a single thing that he does not have a thought or opinion or like a uh, enjoyment for. So, I mean, I, I hope he's enjoying his uh, post playing. Listen, career. Peyton and Eli, no disrespect there. Any other breath, uh, brother tandem, it really does come down to um the Bennett brothers, Michael and Martellus versus Chris and Kyle Long for the most fascinating pair of siblings totally. in pro football in the 21st century, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I just wish that Chris, because I loved Chris coming out of college, I just wish he did not play, um, you know, with the Eagles and the Patriots because uh, that kind of hurts it for me. I wish he played for, like, both, I wish both of them were Giants. I would, it would have been awesome. Well, we have, uh, we have plenty of pro football news, like they say, and by they I mean we, um, 
now, you know, really no off season in the NFL. It really is crazy. The news keeps on coming. We didn't even react to the big news that Drew Brees is coming back. Now, if you're a DDFP listener, you may recall that two weeks ago, David Carr told us, oh, yeah, he has some inside info on that. And it did look like Drew Brees was going to retire. He's coming back now. Whether or not that was a good move or is a good thing for the New Orleans Saints, I have my doubts that that's great news for them. But we'll get into that later on in the week on the DDFP. Until then, great thanks to Kyle Long and Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. And you for listening. Send us those ears. Like I say, back in, I don't know, what, 48 hours or thereabouts, Spaghetti? Until then, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.